Welcome to the Reseller Entrepreneur, the podcast for reseller hobbyists eager to turn reselling into a successful business. Learn from Mike and other reseller entrepreneurs as they share their experiences and tips on running an online business. Here's your host, Old Fashioned Mike. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining. So, hey, listen, I've gotten a lot of feedback already uh, from last episode uh, from clothes sellers wondering if they should leave clothing. And I'm going to tell you now, don't leave clothing right now. Uh, that wasn't the point of my message. The point of my message is, is that you're going to get to a point where you need to make scaling decisions. And my decision is completely independent of your decision. So um, if you find that you have plenty of inventory and can find stuff and don't mind uh, um, doing the measurements and taking all the photographs and you have plenty of maybe family members or cheap labor uh, that you can use to grow the business, then then your decision is going to be completely different than mine potentially. Um, I just have constraints that I just no longer uh, want to deal with largely, uh, you know, one, listen, I'm older, I'm 54 years old, soon to be 55 and, uh, lifting large amounts of boxes and things like that to get inventory out. It's, it's something that it's, um, you know, probably not great for my back. And so I, you know, that was, that went into it. Uh, certainly space went into it and I just don't, really like taking tons of photographs. I'd much rather scan items and, uh, and take close up photographs of stuff, uh, you know, from my desktop rather than having to have a whole station, if you will, uh, dedicated to just clothing. So, so my, my, uh, uh, choice should not impact your choice. That's what I'm trying to say. Everybody has a different path. Everybody has a different journey and I'm just telling you mine. So, um, you know, do not fret if you are loving clothing, then continue with clothing. And if you're successful at it, it doesn't matter what the product is really. You just have to enjoy what you do. That is really the reason, um, that you need to, you know, cho choose your product. You know, obviously if it's, there's a lot of it available that is helpful, but if you hate doing it, don't do it. So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind. Okay. Today's subject is we're going to talk about sell-through rate. So sell-through rates are really, really important. It's one of the key metrics that you need to pay attention to uh, when you're sourcing. Uh, the reason for that, and of course, it's not as easy as it used to be. You used to be able to just use completely app and basically, uh, you know, look at each item and say, okay, this is the sell-through rate based upon the completely app data. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. You have to use Terapeak, and of course, there is no... Um, version of Terapeak for your phone. And that's unfortunate. So you have to do a little bit more prep work when you go source, no matter what you source, right? Now it makes it much easier if you're sourcing from your desktop, but if you are going out to thrift stores and flea markets and so on, then you, uh, you need to be a little more prepared. Um, now, of course, you know, if you're sticking with one area, one segment, then it is much easier because you get to know that segment. So when going back to clothing, I mean, I, I got really good about understanding how quickly I can move things. And my sell-through rate, it was about 8.5%. 
uh, and I'm going to go through how to measure that in a second. Well, not a second. Yeah, we're going to go through how to measure. Today, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through how to measure sell-through rate. And you can get pretty detailed about it. If you have different market segments that you're focusing on, then you should do a sell-through rate in each area so that you can see. You want to you want your sell-through rate to be equal or better than the sell-through rate that you can get from Terapeak for similar items. Okay? So... What goes into sell-through rate, obviously, is keywords when you're in your title. So you got titles got to be really, really tight. If your titles are tight, you're going to have a better sell-through rate. If your titles are not tight, if you're just like you know pants, you know, or jeans, uh, or blue jeans, you know, uh, yeah, you're going to have a problem. You want to be very detailed. And we, can, matter of fact, I'll, I'll go into that as well too. Um, after, well, actually, I'll do it before the sell-through rate uh, discussion. So this is going to be really, really quick. So. A good title will have the following elements, and I'm just bringing up uh, my template here. So, one, you're going to want to use templates, even if whether you use the list perfectly templates or you're going to use the eBay uh, templates directly. Um, templates make listing much easier, and so use them. Okay, so uh, if you don't know how to get to templates, you know there's plenty of YouTube videos on how to do that in in eBay, and if you go to the list perfectly website, they'll show you how to do it too. I mean, just uh, both of them are really, really super easy to do. But essentially, you want your title to have the following elements. You want to have a brand, and the brand needs to be the first thing that you list. So if you're dealing with clothing, then, for instance, Levi's blue jeans, and go further. You want to understand who it's for. Is it for men or women or both? Or is it not associated with that at all? For instance, if you're dealing with collectibles, it's not, for instance. But so you would want to say Levi's 511 men's blue jeans and then you do the size and if there's a pattern so you might say if they were striped blue jeans they, they wouldn't be but if they were uh, pattern striped size 50 by 30 i don't know <laughs> 40 by 30 or 32 by 32 or whatever and if there is a difference between um the measurements and the actual size that you're trying to um that you're trying to uh, to sell, then you need to say that in the description as well and make sure that it's very, very important. So clothing specifically, you need to be very, very clear on the measurements because the measurements and size don't necessarily uh, are the same thing. So you got to watch that. So if you didn't get the title, go ahead and, and rewind this and then listen to it again. It's very, very simple and it's just, it's a formula, right? Um, you, but you want to make sure all the keywords are in there because that's going to affect your sell through rate. So if you just say blue jeans, you know, if you don't say, especially if you don't say the the brand, for instance, you know, so if, or if you sell baseball cards, you won't want to say 1986 Bo Jackson Royals rookie card, uh, and then you want to say the condition extra fine or whatever. The I, I'm not really familiar with conditions too well but you get the idea you might want to put his name up there first as far as so just think about that and then if there's anything that associated with that if it had a rating for instance if you know sometimes you have gradings for cards for instance you want to say that grading in the title and all that information should be in the title you have 80 characters use them all now i realize if you cross list on makari you only have i think 60 characters and if you're on poshmark I think it's actually maybe 60 on Poshmark and 40 on, on Macari. Anyway, there, there is definitely a difference. Be cognizant of that difference and make sure that it doesn't matter. Use your keywords. Now, in, um, in 
the uh, Macari example, they also have hashtags. You want to use those hashtags as well. Those hashtags are very, very uh, uh, important. And if you're using List Perfectly to cross list, they have an area for hashtags, which is awesome. You know, so you need to use them because that will increase your sales. Okay, so we got that. So let's get into how we determine your sell-through rate. It's a very simple formula, but we're going to go into it in a little bit. The equation is simple. It is your number of sales divided by the number of listings you have as a percentage. So um, so now you're going to ask yourself probably, if I do a bunch of listings during the month, how to, uh, you know that might not be totally accurate. And that's true, actually. So what I do is slightly different. And I'm not, you know, obviously there's a very, very complex way to do this to come up with uh, what your your number of listings are. You don't just take your ending listings necessarily because if, let's say, you're doing you know 50 items a day or 20 items a day, you're going to have, and you're selling 10 of them, let's say, then you know that your uh, number of listings is going to vary. So what I do is very simple, is what I take the beginning of the month and the end of the month and I average them. Now, is that perfect? Nope, it's not perfect. All right, you can get you know if you're a math person and you know how to do the perfect way, then do the perfect way, if that, whatever. But I'm saying a a you know back of the matchbook type of calculation is simple: is number of sales divided by the number of listings. Now, what I would say, which you want to do, is also pay attention to the number of listings in each market segment, each market category. So if you sell clothing and collectibles you know, like I do for now, is that I would keep those as two separate numbers because you, because you can't really take an overall, uh, sell through rate and, uh, and, um, say that's going to be, you know, listen, I've, I've sold eight, 8% and, you know, in the collectibles market, it's only supposed to be 3%. So I'm killing it. Well, you know, not, you're necessarily killing it if it's supposed to be 14% in clothing, right? You know, I mean, you get the, you know what I'm saying? So what you want to do is you want to focus on each market segment and keep them separate if you can. Now it's gonna be it might be difficult to do it, but I think it's worth it, right? So you might not have to, you know, keep, you know, tallies of these items, especially if you're just getting into new market segments, which um which which I suggest you do. I mean you know, you never know when a market segment's gonna go south on you and that you want to start adding other market segments so that you can even out your sales. We've gone through that before, you know, going through Terapeak and saying, okay, you know, when do these things sell and when do they not sell and then try to match that up with other items from either either in the same category uh, or adjacent categories, or maybe even completely different categories if you like, but the, um, but essentially smoothing out your sales, right? So you're going to have, you know, maybe in January, February, you sell a ton of, you know, shorts. I don't know, because people are getting ready for summer. I don't know if that's right, but, and then, um, you know, but you sell like shirts, you know, for the rest of the year. I mean, you get the idea. Going through Terapeak, watch the video that I do on YouTube, by the way, and, and it'll show you what I do. It's very simple. And everybody gets Terapeak. So, um, you know, use Terapeak and then to smooth out your sales. It works uh, brilliantly. I've actually done, you know, pretty consistent business over the year. And that's only because I actually do that through some, the smoothing process, if you will. Right. So, what you're going to do is then go into Terapeak throughout the year. And unfortunately you can't really do this. Um, you know, it's not like you could specify a date range and say, what's the sell through rate from, you know, what, uh, you know, this three month period versus last year's three month period that it just doesn't work that way on Terapeak. And if it does, God, somebody needs to show me that. But, but the reality is, is that you need to do that on a regular basis and you should compare and you know, you do you have to, you can chart it if you want, you don't have to, I mean, but you could, you should just keep an eye on it and saying, how did I do last 
month uh, versus the sell-through rate last month in Terapeak for the same market segment. Okay. And if you do that, and you, if you're matching it or doing better, you know you're doing well. I'm going to say you're going to do better if you, uh, if, you def- if you definitely use the keywords like we talked about. Don't use keywords. You're going to do worse. That's just kind of the nature of the game. You know, it's, you, at the end of the day, you want people to find you. Right. And so, and then the more keywords you do, the less you have to rely on promoted listings. Now, not saying you shouldn't do promoted listings, even at a certain percentage. Uh, matter of fact, I've seen a lot of people in the collectibles market not use promoted listings um, if they have unique items. Um, and, and I get that. I get that. If you have a, you know, a rookie card from, a, you know, from a, um, uh, Mark Michael Jordan, for instance, if you have his rookie card that's going for like three hundred thousand dollars, really, you just put Mark Michael Jordan rookie card in the and the grading in the title, and you're going to sell it. It's just it's it's like uh, it's like printing money. It's unbelievable. That's um, one of the things that I wish I had. I had that one, you know, probably thirty years ago or twenty years ago, whatever it was. Um, but I've got rid of it a long time ago. And kind of the rule of thumb is is that you know eBay is going to give you what the kind of the average uh, promoted listings uh, percentages. I would say use the use that as kind of a guide, but honestly, uh, do what you're what you're comfortable with. At the end of the day, you know you could easily put forty percent on that and then give up forty percent of your money. And I, I would say never do that. I would say you know have something in your head saying I'm never going to go over above five percent or four percent or maybe even one percent. Um, and just stick with it. I think that's kind of the way to do it. I mean, you're going to get some promotions out of it. If you even put 1% or a 0.1% even probably, you're probably, you won't get much, but you'll get some. So, um, but the key is you want to match or exceed the, uh, the sell through rate of that particular item. And again, just in case you didn't write it down the first time it is the number of sales divided by the number of listings in that category. And like I said, use the average of the starting and ending if you really want something a little bit more accurate, right? It's going to be, it's going to, it's going to uh, kind of lean low if you use, just use the ending figure and it's going to lean high if you just use the beginning figure. So, you know, that's why I do an average again, not perfect, especially if you add a, a thousand listings at the final day of the month, that's, it, it's not, um, really commensurate with your actual inventory because it only has one day exposure. I mean, in this example, but, but you get the idea. All right. Uh, usually if you're listing every day, it, it really doesn't make much of a difference. And again, unless your inventory is huge or, or very small, and I, we should go into that in a second too, but if it's huge, then of course it's going to, you know, the, that percentage is going to be very small in comparison, meaning that so if you've, you know, if you have 10,000 listings, you know, if you add a hundred listings at the end of the month, um, or even a thousand listing listings at the end of the month, you're really not affecting it that much because of the huge number. Now, if you have a small inventory, your percentages are going to be way off. And let me tell you, it's so it's so interesting. When I first started this uh, this journey, I was having twenty, even twenty five percent sell through rate at one time, and I'm thinking in clothing, and but my numbers were low, so I had like maybe let's let's say. 500 listings. I think it was less actually, but let's say 500 listings. My sell rate was huge. I was like, well, it wasn't 25%. So I, I, I lie. It was, it's more like 14%. I think a um, matter of fact, I could tell you in a second here, I just pull up my spreadsheet here. So, um, so my sell through rate, uh, and when I first started, I had, um, uh, looking here, 286 listings 
uh, and I'm sorry, I'm a thousand listings and I sold 133. So that's 14%. That's huge. And actually, uh, if I go back way, when I first started, I had here 600 listings and I sold here at 24%. So you get the idea. You know, the thing is, is what happens is that since new listings have a tendency to get a lot more airtime or FaceTime, if you will, then, then you have uh, aging listings. What ends up happening um, is that you, uh, you are n- you, you show a huge percentage. So I thought it was killing it when, and then you start to realize when you get bigger and bigger numbers that that's harder to maintain. Cause if I did 24% and I have 5,000 listings, I mean, that is a huge number of sales per month. I mean, 24% is 1200 sales a month, 1200 sales a month. That, that, uh, yeah. That's a lot. You can, I mean, you can't, I mean, it's great. You can do that. And if you have a, if you have something, I mean, obviously the best way to scale is if you find stuff that you could have a 24% sell through rate, you know, and you think 1200 and you're enough profit, by the way, that you're going to be able to sell and make a ton of money on them. I mean, obviously uh, do that. But the reality is, is that not everything has that high a sell through rate. Now, even if you focus on, and I think I've gone through this example before, is that the sell through rate on uh, Under Armour polo shirts was like 20% in a, I think that was a 90 day period. So, uh, so let's call it 24% to be, so it's at 8% a month. Which is, by the way, kind of what I'm doing about eight percent a month in my clothing line. So unlike uh, my collectibles line, which is going, which is doing much better, but again, I'm I'm looking at smaller numbers. I have 800 listings in the collectibles market right now, whereas I have 5,000 listings in the clothing market. So my my clothing numbers are going to be a little bit more accurate than my than the numbers for my uh, for my collectibles. And so my collectibles, I'm anticipating uh, maintaining around three percent because three percent is pretty much uh, what's in the in the segment that I'm in is kind of pretty much uh, kind of an average of what what's going for it. Sometimes it's a little bit higher, sometimes it's a little bit lower, but it's essentially hovers around three percent. I'm doing currently about eight percent in that area as well. So uh, again, smaller numbers. Still, eight hundred is not a small number, but it's it's not the thousands and thousands and thousands. So I have you know my goal is seventy five thousand listings because now I can do that um, with my store level. So seventy five thousand. If I'm doing six percent. Uh, I am not only killing, I mean, I don't even know if I can keep up with it. I mean, I would have that many, uh, I'd become a shipping operation like we've talked about in the past. So the point is, is that I anticipate about 3%, 3 to 3.5%. And if I could tweak it a little bit better, I will. And I, and, and the way to tweak it, get better inventory, have better keywords, you know, you get the idea. So have really good stuff, have really good descriptions, have really good prices, have, uh, you know, have a level of, uh, of uh, promoted listings and uh, hashtags if you're selling on other platforms that is all very very important so that's it uh regarding sulfur rate really honestly it's not rocket science and if you need a full demonstration um you know just shoot me an email and i'll i'll send you the calculation and uh and of course if you are using uh the reseller genie you don't have to worry about it because it's already done for you and by the way it does it by market segment which is pretty awesome that's that's what's getting me through this actually if i had to do it for every market um, segment manually i'd have a real problem so get the tools and you can go to the website my website to go get the uh, promo code so you get a discount all right so this is a short episode uh, today. I, I just I f- I'm doing this one the week. I'm trying to get back on schedule because I got so off schedule. I was actually recording them on Thursday and then releasing them on Thursday night or Friday morning. 
Um, so anyway, I'm doing this on a weekend. And so we're, we're going to get this back to the normal cadence of the show. Anyway, thank you very much. Support our sponsors. Go to my website, www.oldfashionedmike.com. And uh, whatever we're promoting there, you can go and buy or not. Uh, but uh, keep in mind, you pay the exact same price you would pay if you just went directly to them. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. You actually get a discount most of the time. Uh, and uh, But you're not paying more. So um, just because I'm getting a little spiff on this thing doesn't mean I'm, you're paying more. So uh, most times you're paying less. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining me. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. This episode has ended, but your journey towards turning your reselling hobby into a business doesn't have to. Head on over to oldfashionedmike.com for more information and tips on running a successful reselling business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Until next time.